something supernatural is about to happen through the resurrection power. May your name be glorified in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so play something soft. Let's go. Amen. Jesus is Lord. Tell your neighbor Jesus is Lord. Uh, I want you to go to the book of John uh, in Matthew chapter 28. Let's go to Matthew chapter 28. It's good to see all of you, most especially those of us worshiping with us the first time. Amen. If today is your first time, let me I see a wave. Give me a wave here. Praise God. We love you so much. Amen. And we have Mary in the house. She's gone to school. Mary, it's good to see you. Amen. We love you. We've missed you so much. I was thinking about you the whole of last week. But it's good to see you. Amen. Jesus is raising and I'm so glad he, he's, uh, he's alive. In Matthew chapter 28, I'm just going to try and, and speak to you in a very, I'm not going to shout, I'm not going to scream. I just want, I just want you to guess something in as much as shouting and screaming is allowed. It, because sometimes we need God to talk to us that way. Amen. The text in Matthew chapter 28, verse 1 to 8, the Bible says, After the Sabbath, at dawn on the first day of the week, Mary Madeline and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. There was a violent earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning, and his clothes was white as snow. The guard were so afraid of him that they shook and became like dead men. Amen. Mr. Mary, can you help me with the verse number four, please? Are you there? Or you have something to help me out? Okay. The angel said unto the woman, Do not be afraid. The angel said to the woman, do not be afraid, do not be afraid, do not be afraid. For I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He's not here, he's risen. Tell your neighbor he's risen. Just as he said, come and see the place where he lay. Then so quickly and tell his disciples and us. He's risen from the dead and he's going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him. Now I have told you. So the woman hurried away from the tomb afraid, yet filled with joy and ran to tell his disciples. Amen. I want you to look at the face of your neighbor and say, neighbor, be faithful. Be faithful. I want to minister on the subject of entitled Be Faithful Child of God. How many of us are children of God? Amen. I remember there was a time we went to Kestiabi and our late Dickness Judy bought ice cream and she was so particular about the distribution criteria and, and she said it's only for children and I said I know, but I'm also a child of God. 
So even though you are giving it to children, I want you to know I'm also a child under the dispensation of Jehovah. Amen. The Resurrection Sunday, the number of years you have existed on this planet has got a great correlation that you might have celebrated Easter uh, the same number of years, which will be down by one or equal to the number of years you are. So if you are 15, it means that the maximum Easter you can celebrate based on the fact that you are either born from January to the date Easter is celebrated or after April, then it means that you have less than one. Amen. Uh, I'm not going to bother you. I just want to... We are living in a world where purpose has been relegated aside. And you see people abusing what items and things have been meant for. We are living in a world where there is no purpose. The purposefulness of one existence has been abused. Now, to be faithful means to remain loyal and steadfast. So I know that I'm not so good with the English language and it is my second language, so please bear with me. Maybe it could be your first, but I am very particular because when words are, are so powerful to the believer, that's God call himself the word, then it means that it makes meaning very particular in the dispensation. So faithful... To be faithful means to remain loyal and steadfast. So please get used to that. And I don't want you to say that you know what faithful means. I want you to stick to the meaning here. It means to remain loyal and steadfast. So I believe we all know what it is. Now in Acts chapter 8 verse 30, there was a story there. Then Philip ran up to the chariots and had the man reading Isaiah the prophet. Then he asked him a question. He said, do you understand what you are reading, Philip asked. So for the fact that you know something or you've read about something doesn't mean you understand. The problem that we have with understanding, we equate understanding to knowing, which is not the same. Now, when a, car, a child is crossing the road and there is a car coming, he knows there is a car coming, but he doesn't understand the extensity of the distraction that can be caused by the car hitting the child. So, even though he sees the car coming, he hasn't got understanding to know how to react. And most often, as Christians, we know, but we don't understand. Praise the Lord. And that is one of the dispensation the devil has put the believer in. It said they will see, but they can't perceive. So the essence of seeing is not just for you to see the, the thing in this physical appropriate or physical appearance, but you must be able to perceive. Hallelujah. Now, I am not good with words, so I decided to check what is loyal because I know you know it, but I want to be able to make meaning here. The word loyal means giving or showing firm and constant support or allegiance to a person or institution. So, it given or showing firm and constant support. So, it has got this level of constancy and regularity and permanency within the fabric 
of what? Of loyalty. The text of loyalty is tested when one is being abused within the fabric within which he is standing for. Now I went out and I said, let me find the meaning of steadfast because it uses loyal and steadfast. The word steadfast means firmly fixed in a place, not subject to change. Firm, other meanings say firm in belief, determination, adherence. So we are okay. The songwriter said the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercy, they never come to an end. They are new every morning. They are new every morning and they are new every morning. It's a great, it's that faithfulness, oh God. So listen carefully. Now we're talking about the father. He's saying that the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. Uh, it's steadfast, but it is not. Uh, I want you to look at, we learned that steadfastness has to do with firmness and fix in place subject to no change. Be with me somebody. Now we are saying that the love of God, even though it is renewed every morning, it, for, it, it suffices that it doesn't change in its approval. It doesn't change in its characteristics. Even though it renews every morning the characteristics of the love of God has got a level of steadfastness. So it means that if I happen to be down, as somebody call it, if I happen to be in the uttermost, his love is able to reach me and the same love is able to readjust itself and meet me when I am down. Which means that the love of God, even though it is steadfast, it is not limited. And I pray today that the steadfastness of God is about to manifest in your life. The Bible said that the angel of the Lord went to the appeared to the woman because they have seen Jesus. They want to see Jesus. I was uh, this week. I've been very, very sad. The reason being that I have never perceived the crucifixion in the way I was. God was able to give me understanding into the in-depthness of the crucifixion of God. On Good Friday, He died, and on East uh, on this day, we are told that He resurrected. And I thank God that he's raising. And he's raising because he wants to tell you something. Tell your neighbor he's raising. When I saw Jesus raising, I saw two things at work. I saw faithfulness in action. When Jesus died, I saw faithfulness of a man. But when I saw him resurrected, I saw the faithfulness of God. I will prove it to you in a minute. The Bible's the crucifixion of Jesus. The Bible said that Jesus is a man. He is 100% man and he is 100% God. When God came in appearance of a man and Jesus died on the cross it's a sign that man was faithful in Genesis chapter 3 we are told that man became unfaithful to God and abused what had been given to him but the Bible said the second and the last Adam came and he came 
to restore what was missing. He came to restore faithfulness. He came to restore steadfastness. He came to restore loyalty in the house. Because when your loyalty is tested and you are able to fight to keep the permanency, it means that your faithfulness is rest assured. Hallelujah. The key things to note, if you want to be faithful, is two things I want to draw to you today. Within the framework, with our walk with God, the crucifixion of Jesus made me realize that there are some things that God wouldn't do for you. Come on, be with me. What you need to understand, if you want to be faithful, just like Jesus, you must come to the you must come to the recognition and acceptance to the place of understanding that when you saw Jesus on the cross, even though today is not a crucifixion, when I saw Jesus on the cross and I saw Jesus dying on the cross, it made me realize that there are some things that God even though he can do it he will never do it for you because anytime he does that he abuses his own word the bible said in Gethsemane when Jesus was told he was going to die on the cross the bible said the pain of dying on the cross was so much excruciated that the bible said in the book of Luke chapter 22 verse number 42 to 44 the bible says father if it if you are willing and take this cup from me yet not my will but your will be done an angel of the Lord appeared to him and strengthened him what does it mean I thought that when an angel is released from heaven he comes to redeem us from whatever we are going through but this purpose of Jesus my Bible said Jesus Christ could not help him look at the key word here it said if you are willing there are some things you are going through that God is not willing to change it God is not willing to console God is not willing to adjust it or adapt to you it he said the Bible says he said if you are willing take this cup I promise you there are some cup you will go through if you want to be faithful to God there are some cup God will not take it away from you but he will send a man or an angel to come and strengthen you I am about to tell somebody who wants to be faithful, who is going through something they wish they would not go through, but I am not praying for you that you will not go through it but I pray that the strength of God will be made possible in your life, that you will go through whatever you need to go through whatever you need to overcome you will overcome it in the mighty name of Jesus my Bible said in Luke chapter 22, verse 31 to 32, the Bible said there was another man, Jesus. The Bible said, Simon, Simon, it was said by Jesus. He said, Satan has asked to sift all of you as wheat. But I have prayed for you, Simon, that your faith will not fail. And when you have turned back, strengthen your brothers. Ah, come on, precious one, well, you got to understand this. It was Jesus who saw the devil beside Peter and it was Jesus who recognized that the devil wanted to sift him but the Bible said that it was not in the place of Jesus to take 
away the sitting away it's a Peter this one I promise you you will go through it regardless of how much you know me it's a regardless of how much prayer and fasting you do I want you to understand you will go through this you think faithfulness to God is alleviating some things from your life but it brings some things to be permanent in your life there are things we do not there are things we do to enable us to hold on on our faith be with me here now the first thing from what Jesus said he said I have prayed for you praise the Lord I like it when the book of 1 Timothy chapter 1 verse 19 said holding on to your faith your faith is that which guarantees your faithfulness that response that faithfulness is our ability to hope it is hope that gives you the ability to be faithful be with me I'm going somewhere here Jesus is raising and so what? It is not for your historical record. Re- I don't know even what, how to express it. It is not for your recollection of how he died on the cross. It is the empowerment of your present into your future. Not the empowerment of your past into your past. It is the empowerment of the past influencing your presence into your future. If he died on the cross, what change came into your life? If it's raising, watching came into your life. There are things you do to hold on to your faith. Your faithfulness will be tested. I was listening to the news not too long ago. And a man said something. When he was being asked, when he said he was married for 35 years. They asked him a question. So does it mean that you have never looked at any woman? You have not been tempted before? He said, listen, listen. The 35 years, I have gone through things that have been tried and have been tested. But I decided to hold on to my sanity. And I decided to hold on to my love for my wife. Things will try you. It's first Timothy chapter 1 verse 19 say that hold on to your faith. The faith you have, the Bible said, without faith it is impossible to please God. He that cometh to him must believe that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. It means that without faith you can't please God. But faith alone is not enough. When you got faith, you have to hold on to it because something is going to fight it for you to leave your faith. It said, hold on to faith. Hold on to it. A good conscience. Which some have rejected. So have suffered shipwreck with regard to faith. Tell your neighbor, hold on to your faith. Some of the things we do to hold on to our faith is being prayerful. Being when we say being prayerful, Christians know so much about prayerfulness that they do let they gain so less from it. I pray that whatever you have, you will understand it today. Be with me, I'm going somewhere. So prayerfulness is that which helps you to hold on to your faith. If you are not prayerful, you will lose it. If you don't study the word of God, you could lose it. If you don't meditate upon the word of God, you can lose it. The Bible said that do not exempt yourself from the fellowshipping of the brethren. Because in that we are being strengthened. Fellowshipping together with other believers. Fasting and prayer is also key. Having good conscience is also a key. Hallelujah. Now I've spoken about the, res- the crucifixion. 
I said the crucifixion is the part, the responsibility of a man to encounter God. That is a crucifixion. It's a place you will be tried. Now the resurrection of Jesus, where we are, made me realize that there are things that only God can do for us. Be with me here. The crucifixion helped me to understand that there are some things that God will not do for me. The resurrection helped me to understand that there are things that it is only God who can do it. Be with me here. Most often the, the extensity of God's power is dependent on how far we are willing to hold on to his word. Our faith in his word is the determinant of how far we will be willing to hold on to his word. In Ephesians chapter 1 verse 17 to 19, the Amplify says something with us well explained there. Listen carefully. I also pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may grant you the spirit of wisdom and of revelation that you, and revelation that gives you a deep and personal intimacy or intimate insight into the true knowledge of him for we know the father through the son be with me here 18 and i pray that the eyes of your heart the very center and call of your being may be enlightened flooded with light by the holy spirit so that you will know and cherish the hope the divine guarantee the confident expectation to which he has called you the riches of his glory in his inheritance for the saints that is God's people and so that you will begin to know what the immeasurable unlimited surpassing greatness of his active spiritual power is in us who believe these are in accordance with the workings of his mighty strength. There is, an, there is a level or there is an extensity by which the power of God becomes immeasurable. It becomes unlimited, surpassing greatness in its active power to recover whatever is unrecognizable. That is when we walk in the place of faithfulness like Jesus. The Bible said that the devil came to steal, to kill, and to destroy. When Jesus went to the tomb, he was destroyed. But the Bible said that it was the faithfulness of God that handed Jesus into the hands of the devil for him to abuse him. And the Bible said that the Bible said that even as he was equal with God, he didn't lift up himself, but he humbled himself even to the point of death. When he was dead in the tomb, men thought it was unrecognizable men thought it was unrecoverable but the bible said that it was the faithfulness of God that took Jesus into the tomb and the bible said that it was the same faithfulness that contributed to God coming to the tomb and the bible said that that which was 
in that which cannot be repaired. The Bible said I brought it back to life. I don't know what you are going through. I don't know the pain you are in. But I promise you it is not what you go through that matters. But who you go through it matters. Because Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, they were put into the fire. But it was the faithfulness that kept them in the fire. And the Bible said there was a third man. I pray over your life. Every pain you are going through. I pray that may God visit you in your faithfulness. In the mighty name of Jesus. May you begin to experience the immeasurable power and unlimited power of God. May he begin to do what no man can do in your life. May he begin to give you the joy that no amount of work can give to you. In the mighty name of Jesus. The resurrection power told me that God is able. It doesn't matter what fight against you. Because the Bible said that they told the high priest. They said he said he will resurrect on the third day. And the Bible said they put the tomb, they put the rock on the tomb. But the Bible said that when it was time for him to resurrect, which was the faithfulness of God that Jesus walked into, he tried to please the Father. At the expense of a discomfort, my Bible said that the stone was rolled away. It was rolled away and the angels sat upon it. I pray that whatever stop you, it will no more stop you. And because God is sitting on it, it will not hit your next generation. In the mighty name of Jesus. Our faith in God must be able, must enable us to endure certain things. Be with me. I'm finishing now. Your faithfulness to God. That is where we have a lot of lip sayers. Those who say they are Christian but they are not. If you are a Christian and you have not endured anything. You are, you are not yet a Christian. You've not yet started. Tell your neighbor, are you a Christian? <laughs> Thank you, Holy Ghost. In Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 to 3, it said, Wherefore, seeing we also are encompassed about with so great cloud of witnesses, it has let us lay aside every weight and the sin which do so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the altar and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame. And he sat at the right hand of, of the throne of God. For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest ye be worried and faint in your mind. Precious one, there are things you have to endure. The Bible says, the purpose of God positioned Jesus to endure the cross. What are you enduring? What have you endured? The Bible said it got to a time Peter must endure something. He backed out of it. He betrayed Jesus. How many times have you betrayed Jesus? When I saw Jesus on the cross, it made me realize that he has endured something. Don't be interested about his resurrection. The resurrection of Jesus was not in the hands of Jesus. It was in the hands of God. 
When you see Jesus resurrect, it is the work of a God who resurrected Jesus. But when I saw Jesus crucified on the cross and said nothing when he could say something, it made me realize that there is a man who can obey God. When you see Jesus resurrect, it is a call to the believer that them that trust in the Lord shall never be put to shame. When I saw Jesus resurrected, it made me believe that whatever fight against me, if I can trust him and not lean on my own understanding, but in all my ways, not some ways, but in all my ways, acknowledge him, then he will come in and direct my path. What, are you, have, what have you gone through for the gospel? He's raising. It is a sign that a man died. A man committed his life. Even though he could speak. The Bible said that they said to him. Can't you speak? He said you don't know who I am. I can call some things to come and kill, swallow you up. But I've chosen to be quiet. Because God said I should be quiet. How many things could you do. That you have kept quiet. Because God told you to be quiet. How many things have you done that you wouldn't have done? But you did it because God told you. He's raising. It is a commitment to faithfulness. It is a call to the church to be faithful. It's the same God. He's the author and the finisher of our faith. It's that he took the word of God and personalized it. Do you know what happened to Adam and Eve? God gave them a word and they saw something that looked better than what God gave and they chose that one. But Jesus saw what could be better before the sight of men and denounced it. Denied it. What What shame have you despised? Some of you cannot tell your friends you are Christian because you are ashamed of yourself. Some of you have no I hate Christians who don't like going through pain. I tell people we do what we do not because it is easy but because it has got the tendency or what we call the proclivity to affect a generation. Ah, you have no idea. When I saw Jesus resurrected do you know what it brought into my mind? It made me realize that the greatest joy of a father is to see the children bringing joy to him. When I saw Jesus resurrected, <laughs> the Bible said when the woman, wanted, the woman wanted to hold him, do you know what he said? He said, don't come close to me, don't touch me. Why? Because I want to tell my father I did it. I want to tell my father I wanted to stop at a point, but I held on. How many of you are obeying God regardless of the pain? What pain are you willing to go through? Let me say this and I'm finishing. Few things to note. When I saw Jesus, when he resurrected, do you know what he told the woman? He said, go and tell those disciples of mine who are now hopeless that I'm raising there is hope. Okay? I want you to tell them, I want them to intensify and gratify their work with me. And the Bible said, well, the first thing I want to share with you, the resurrection power, 
is to ask you whether you are walking in and with the word of God. Number one, are you walking in and with the word of God? I promise you, there are many people in this room. I promise you. That are not walking with God. There is no point in being a Christian if you are not walking with God. When I saw Jesus resurrected, it made me realize a man can walk with God and bring joy to God. Number two. Are you following him? Ask your neighbor, are you following him? Whatever you are doing, is it because he told you? Are you following him? When Jesus resurrected, what he, I heard him saying is that I followed him. I followed him. I had other alternative, but I chose to follow him. In Luke chapter 18 verse 22, he said that when Jesus heard this, he said to him, you still lack one thing. When the man told him he wanted to follow him, he had obeyed the Ten Commandments and all of those things. He said, sell everything you have and give it to the poor and you have the treasure in heaven. Then come and follow me. And the Bible said the man went away and never came back again. Hallelujah. Number one, are you walking in with his word? Number two, are you following him? Number three, have you fully given yourself to God? Have you? When I saw him resurrected, I saw a man who has fully, completely, totally, utterly given his all to God. That is what I saw. He's raised. That is what I'm seeing. A man who surrounded all. I like what the songwriter said. Unto Jesus. I surrender all. To him I freely give. Now. (laughs) I told you at the start. That purpose has been abused. Now Easter which should be a time for you to ask yourself. Have I been faithful like my brother. My senior brother has been. Now it has become Easter, Easter chocolate cake. What is the correlation between the death of Jesus and chicken? And egg. When I open something and I don't see the purpose for which it is. If I don't see it around it, when I open it, I should see it. How does a human being got to do with a chicken in the egg? In Romans chapter 12 verse 2. It said, therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, and that is Jesus on the cross, to offer your body as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will know you will be able to test and prove what God's will is and his good and pleasing perfect will. In Hebrews chapter 12 verse 1 to 2, you said that, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off 
Everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles us. And let us run with perseverance. It's not easy. Perseverance, the race, mark out for us. Fixing our eyes on Jesus. The pioneer, the perfecter of faith. For the joy that was set before him. He endured the cross. Scorning the shame. Despising the shame. Sat down at the right hand side of the God. I, would say. I want to plead with somebody here. Jesus died on the cross. He resurrected. That resurrection is the power of God. The Bible said the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. Will also quicken our mortal being. And we will be able to rise up. Out of every limitation. I was, I'll be teaching some things that the Lord has been teaching me. Is that change is inevitable. Change is inevitable in the life of everybody. Change. Whatever situation you are in. It will change. Did you hear what I said? Change is, is inevitable. But there are two forms of change. There are change that could be horizontal or vertical. Within vertical and horizontal, you can either go back or forward. But God is telling me, I should tell you, that the change he's going to bring into your life, when you become faithful, when you become what? Faithful. The Bible said that faithful is he who has called you. And faithful is he who will do it. Precious one, we are going through hard time. The Christian family has deserted endurance. Husbands are quitting so quickly because they can't endure. Wives are not coping because they are not, they are not available to endure. When you see somebody who was in the olden days, uh, there was a story I was listening to recently. And, and, and you know what happened? They asked a man, Why, how come you have been able to maintain this marriage for about 45 or 60 years? Do you know what the man said? He said, we have been brought out. We have been brought up. Not to throw away things that are broken, but to fix them. Maybe where you have been brought up, when something breaks, you throw it away. But where we are coming from, we fix it. We are, the Bible said that Paul was told, he said, Paul, I promise you, God said, listen, you must endure something. Who are you? When you meet a Christian, another name for a Christian is an endurer. We have come through. It said, yet though I go through the valleys of the shadow of death. Do you know this is a man who has endured something? What have you endured? You kept all the money to yourself? What have you endured? You protected your house and let other people. What have you endured? When all about you is your self-centeredness. What have you endured? What, what have you endured? Everything you endure, fix something in your life. The Bible said that he was by his stripe. That was the pain he went through. The Bible said, by these stripes we were war. He, if he had not endured the stripes, what will he leave? 
when, when, listen, I was, some of the things when the Lord told me, I said, wow. Wow. The foundation of a bit. The Bible said, if the foundation be destroyed, what would the righteous do? The foundation of a building is where you endure certain pain. When somebody is building a house and is able to lay a foundation, don't worry about the main building, it will follow. If you lay the foundation right, the building will come up. But if you are not able to endure the foundation, you will not go anywhere. You came to church, he is raising. Yes, he is raising. To end it, then we'll do the baptism, then we'll go. In Psalm 121, verse 1 to 8. It said, I lifted up my eye to the mountain. Where does my help come from? My help cometh from the Lord, the maker of the heavens and earth. He will not let your feet or your foot slip. He will watch over you, will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel, I, he who watches over Israel, will neither sleep nor slumber. The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shield. At your right hand, the sun will not harm you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over you, over your life. The Lord will watch over you, your coming and your going, both now and forever. What do I see here? I see a man, a God, that is steadfast. He is faithful. I want to beg you, he is raising. Change the life of somebody. Do something for somebody that he will know that Jesus is raising. What have you done in your life? The body of Christ have gone so far. When you go to the clubs and things, they have better instruments than the ones in the church. The devil is full. The Bible said that he is walking to and fro. Ah, yeah, he's not joking. He's looking for whom he will devour. The devil is faithful to his work. Praise the Lord. Tell your neighbor, be faithful. It is difficult, but be faithful. Be faithful. Be faithful. Faithful. Be faithful. The Bible says, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. These are not easy words. You stop coming to church because of another man. Do you know what God has done for you? He's watching over you. He doesn't even blink a bit. He's watching over you. He said, I will guide you. I will not forsake you. I promise you. When you take my word and you walk with me, he said, I will not forsake you. The same way I did for Jesus. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead will also quicken your mortal being. We are living in a church where the church doesn't look like anything close. Before I end this message, we went for a program not many years ago. And they said we'll play a game. And the game we are going to play, the first person will say something to the other person. And the next person will repeat the same thing but add something to it. And the first person started and maybe he said bottle. Then the next person said bottle with water. 
And the next person also said something with something. With something. By the time we got to, I think we did it with you, isn't it? We went for a program. By the time we got to the last person, the bottle which was mentioned at the start was nothing like the bottle. It was like hippopotamus. Something contradistinctive to what was said. Stand on your feet. When you gave your life to Jesus, you told yourself, I'm going to be faithful to you. I said the joy of a father is to have a child who pleases him. If you are here and you don't know the Lord as your savior, you are not born again. I want to give you the opportunity for you to be born again. This strengthening we are talking about, Nicodemus said, how can I be born again? I said that this day a seven man be born again. He will not enter into the kingdom of God. Born again in the spirit. Today you want to pray. The Father strengthen me to be faithful. You want to pray for yourself. Begin to pray for yourself. I'm not for everyone here under the sound of my voice. As you have raised, which means that everything we commit to you in your name, in your word, you are committed to it. Jesus Christ wanted to back out. But when you explicitly made it clear to him, that it will not pass by him. You sent an angel to strengthen him. I pray for that brother. I pray for that sister. That needs strength. That strength that is not humanly orientated. But the strength that comes from above. Father, be our strength. Strengthen our feeble knee. Empower us to represent your word. To look like your word. Speak like your word. Behave like your word. That the world will know we are not of this world. We thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Somebody put your hands together for Jesus. Take your seat. We are finished.